I was very nispel this past week's parsha. I was very, very nispel, very blown away by the fact that Yosef Atzadik, after he says on the Yosef, Al right? Don't be scared, don't be sad. I'll take a zubadarech, don't fight with each other. Hashem sent me here to Mitzrayim. Hashem sent me down to Mitzrayim. Lemichia. You know the words Lemichia? Al Hamichia. Means to feed you. To feed you. I'm so like blown away by the fact that Yisrael Tzadik could look at the brothers who sent him down to Mitzrayim, who put him there. It's not just like that he said, okay, I, I came to Mitzrayim because clearly I, you know, I'm a king, I have what to do here. It's no, I came here for you. He's looking at the people, the very ones who, is, who are Mitzrayim, the very ones that caused him the pain and the difficulty and the challenge. He's looking at the exact ones and he understands that the way a person looks at life is not through that prism. It's not through the prism of Okay, you know, there's, uh, there's human beings and this, and, and you're the reason why that happens, or you're the reason why that happens, the classic world of cause and effect. A real Jew looks at the world through the prism of, it's all Hagadz Baruch But And through that prism, once you understand that you're looking at it through that world perspective, that it's not anyone else to blame, it's Hashem. Everything is Hashem. And how does it come from this perspective? How does a person reach this level? This is what the Ruch HaSadikim tells us about. The person has to know what the definition of a human being is. We're on page 245 on the, the big paragraph. If anyone can maybe get Mayor, okay. Mayor 245. Therefore, it's incumbent upon us to, to, to inform you, to describe to you what is this concept of the Neshama. Because a person needs to look at themselves through that prism. A person, the more that we look at ourselves and identify ourselves as not as a goof, that happens to have a neshama, but a neshama which has a guf which animates that neshama. Okay, it allows that neshama to to tuif, to be able to accomplish. It's abilities and its capabilities and its strength. The person should then place their intellect upon the great, the highest of heights. Hashem. This is similar to an idea of someone who's a a prince. Nar ben Shanashnasaim, a person who was either one or two years old, uh, this young prince, Shindignav, that was taken captive and hostage, he was taken away to a very far land, completely disconnected. Elif Parasoyos or Yoser, a thousand Parasoyos or more. And he was raised in a completely different home, and uh, it was even like a low brow, low level home. It was almost a it was not a kingly type of, type of environment. He started to learn these types of ways. He, doesn't, he has no conception, no idea, no recollection at all that he's a king. He didn't know, he never grew up with it. As he got older, Apparently someone didn't know the truth, came over to him and said, I want you to know, you come from royalty. He's like, from that. He didn't tell him specifically which kingdom he belongs to. But you know what? But through the, just the very knowledge that you come from royalty, he starts getting a little bit, you know, I feel good about myself. He doesn't take that into account to that extent. He doesn't realize who his father is, so it doesn't really impact his actions to that degree. Then another one comes and tells him, he's then tells him, this child that was taken captive at one or two years old, he says, you're not just royalty. That's, you're that person, that father's your king. That king is your father, I should say. He then tells him, by the way, it's from this kingdom, and it's from that land. 
as Gavali Bayosi, he even gets a higher level of status of healing. Now he has a tremendous desire to leave his current environment and to go over there. Then he tells himself, I can't do it. I feel like they're not going to take me, they're not going to take me seriously. They're not going to accept me. They don't know who I am. But however, though, the news got out that the king, this child that was taken and was stolen at the age of one or two years old, he hasn't seen him in years. This father obviously wants to see his child. He sent emissaries to make sure this is who we're talking about, right? Maybe he had like a birthmark here to be able to properly identify him. He sent with his emissaries proper clothing to, to, to clothe this child who really is royalty. To bring him back. When he brought him back, he saw him, and he obviously, of course, recognized him. He shows him, this is true, this is the, this is the, the, the big demalchus. At that point, shh, the Nisham was flying high. He's feeling, wow, he's feeling amazing. He then puts him in, you know, our modern technology, he puts him in like the G-Wagon, right? He puts him in like the, the Saudi Arabian, you know, prince, prince the G-Wagon over here. Now he realizes who I really am. Now he's been transformed. Because through his identity of realizing who he truly is, his self-identity is different. He's now completely different. We see he had to go through a process of recognizing and coming to recognition of who he truly was. Meaning initially he thinks, I'm just I'm from the dumps, I'm from the streets, I'm from the ghettos. I'm a nobody. He says, well, okay, maybe I'm something. He says, oh, maybe I'm really that. But who says I'm really that? Because I, they don't know me. And then he realizes, no, no, there's actually a desire on the other side of the door that also wants me. That, kacha in me. Take a look. Our neshama was, was placed in us and blown into us from HaKadosh Baruch Himself, from the Kisek of the highest of the highs, the literal kingdom in heaven. And it's brought into a body which unfortunately does not act in consonance in the, in the same level that our neshama desires. Our bodies want this world. There's so many desirable things in this world. We all, we all know. We all, we all understand it. Exactly, yeah. I don't blame you. Until literally the neshama, in a sense, starts identifying itself with the Hazi even. Can you imagine? Starts thinking, now, hey, this makes me happy. Oh, by the way, this is the actual... Oynish, when, when a person passes away and doesn't do tshuva, it's, I'm sure you're familiar with the idea of kafakeli, right? It's a very famous concept in Kabbalah, the kafakeli. One of the interpretations of kafakeli is, it literally means you're, it's, a, it's a prison for the soul, which means that when the soul departs from the body, because it's been living for so many years with the guf, yeah, it gets launched back and forth, it's just bouncing around. So my Rav explained, it's not just the fact that it bounces around, which itself is bad, of course, but why is it bouncing around? It's bouncing around because it lived 80, 100, 120 years. It's been living in this world desiring what, what we thought was going to make you happy, physical pleasures. So when it's now disconnected from the body, it's trying to find that physical pleasure again. It's saying, hey, that's what made me happy in, in Al-Mazah. The truth is, it doesn't make the Nishama happy because it's like, it's like taking a, a plug that's, that, that, that plugs in Europe and trying to plug it into America. An American plug that's trying to plug it into China. It, it doesn't translate. 
So the neshama is constantly going around and around and around, being slingshotted left and right, left and right, left and right, because it's constantly searching for that level of feed me, fill my soul. But we understand, Ayid, Ayid understands that this is not what fills us. This is not what makes us happy. It's not what gives us fulfillment. And by the way, it's every single study shows it doesn't even give us fulfillment in this world. Adarabba, the one thing that gives us fulfillment is, no, 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 the one thing that gives us, the one thing that gives us fulfillment, as the Mishnah says in Avis, pas b'melech toichel. It doesn't mean you have to live this way, but to eat with bread and water, and water and salt that you should live. The minimal life. The Rush says you don't have to do it this way. I'll take a couple more. You don't have to live this way, so enjoy your cup of milk, okay? But at the same time, if a person does live at a level of minimalism, they're much happier. Literally, every single study shows that the less the people are involved in this world, they're much happier. He had everything. He had everything. And he was an empty vessel. He was an empty vessel. And the only time he became happy, when he moved to, I think he lived in Nebrak, and he had a tiny little apartment. He's over here. He lived here. Yeah, I think it could be. Oh, the point is, regardless, side by side, he was not living in a penthouse villa. You know, five stories high. You see, it's all about understanding what feeds the soul. It's it's literally like this is this is the exact muscle. It's like it's like trying to it's like trying to plug a USB C for those who understand it. Meshprach into a into a lightning port or a lightning port into a USB C. It doesn't go. It's a gatenish. It's not what feeds you. It's not what feeds you. When the neshama starts seeing the world working according to a certain, you know, marechet, it works according to a certain schedule. Sun goes up, sun goes down. Moon goes around, earth goes around. But when the neshama starts realizing Hey, wait a minute, there's a, there's a God in the world, there's a creation in the world, there's reasons in the world. Ah, okay, maybe, maybe I'm something. Maybe I'm shy to something more. That's the idea of, like we said before, the Ben Malch hears, maybe I'm something, but still isn't convinced. When a person starts getting involved and understanding what does it mean that Hashem is, is the creator and not the created, to understand the levels of the, the depth of the neshama, at that point, the neshama becomes literally clothed and clothed in the big day malchus. But the funny part is the neshama is even better than the, the mashal. Because the mashal is the kid, this child is not acting like a melech. Or his, his in essence, needs to be changed. The neshama already is the big day malchus. The neshama is already clothed in the big day malchus. It's, just, it's like almost as if he's wearing a bunch of clothing over the big day malchus. But theoretically, just take off the clothing. He's already a big malchus. That's the that's the chelik of the neshama. The chelik of the kamimal, the sefer Tanya says chelik kamimal is chelik mamish. You have to understand that we're literally hewn from Hashem directly. There's no disconnect. We are purely one hundred percent from Hakadosh Baruch We come from the highest levels, the highest levels. The elam hayitzira, the elam hasiya, the elam habria, whichever whichever seder hishalshlus. You know, we 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 are our neshama stems from. We all have that ability to rise to the highest of heights because we're b'day. Melech. So how do you do that? By learning Torah, by davening, by learning. These are things which feed the neshama, which literally, I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't stress it enough. Every single normative psychological study shows the less a person focuses on the guf and focuses on their spiritual matters, the happier they are. It, 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 I would even say it applies to other religions as well, but for sure, it only for sure it applies to Yiddishkeit specifically. Okay, it's just a fact of life. We should work on this Indian. Okay, Mir Sashan, Kol